Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot post with him. Can't do it. On Yahoo Sports Radio. I want winners. Our next guest needs no introduction. All I'll say is that we've had plenty of great quarterbacks on this program over the past year. Guys like Joe Namath, Len Dawson, Dan Fouts, John Elway, and Fran Tarkin. But there is no one. No one better than our next guest, Hall of Famer Joe Montana. Joe, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Joe, we've been be talking. It's nice. To, it's great to have you on. It really is. We've been talking about your friend and former team owner, Eddie DeBartolo, on this program and his chances for Hall of Fame election this year. I'd like to ask you if you were to present Eddie to the Hall of Fame's Board of Selectors and tell them or us why he should be in the Hall. What would you say? Well, I don't think there's anyone who's given more on the field and off the field than Mr. Barlow. I think one of the things that he doesn't get enough credit for are the things he does for people or players and ex-players off the field that he just doesn't talk about and doesn't want people to talk about. That's, That's just his nature. When people have gotten injured, taking care of these guys long after they've been out of the league, no, there's no owners that do that. There's no one that does those things. He's, he en- enabled an organization when he came on to, to start to change the NFL and the way things were done, how they were accomplished, how we traveled, how we, um, how we practiced. And just he, there's so many intangibles that go along with him and how he treats everyone. And he's as fiery a competitor as any player I've ever been around. And that's part of the reason for the success. They all say it always starts at the top, and it definitely did with him. Joe, what made him different from other owners? There are a lot of rich guys that own teams and take care of their players. What made Eddie different? Well, I, I think there's he, he knew the fine line between not doing anything or being too involved. You know, you, you, you bring on the right people in your organization that he felt had the ability to take the team to where it went. And then he just empowered them. You know, I've been with one other owner, and part of that reason when I went there was was for that organization at the same time, because he was similar to to Mr. DeBarlo. He was on the cutting edge, and allowing Bill Walsh and his group to to do the things and sit back and not say, "Well, this is my team. It's not working out." Especially early on when we first got there. I mean, we were two and fourteen, and the next year we you know we saw a little progress. So he kept his hands off, but yet he demanded, just like Bill did, excellence from everybody, including Bill. And I think that was his biggest, his strongest point was knowing that line and when to cross it and when not. I mean, he would—he was just like a coach, literally. And he was one of those kind where we played well. I mean, we didn't play very well, and we won, and he still was mad. He's <laughs> 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 just, just like a coach. <laughs> You know, the three of us, we've all been all think committee for quite a while now. We've seen what it means to retired players to get into the hall, especially guys that have waited a long time. How meaningful do you think it would be for, for Eddie to be elected, in particular this year with his 50th anniversary and the, and the Super Bowl coming back to San Francisco? I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped his knees. <laughs> I'm just telling you, he, he, is so, he is so excited about the opportunity, and everybody that's been around him and knows him, so excited for him. 
Um, we think that this is, there's no better time, there's no better place to do it for him than back here um, within the 50th anniversary. And I just think it's, it, it's time to put a lot of things behind us. And, you know, like everything, we have to move forward. And he, he just meant so much to the game and so much to uh, the NFL during the, that, his ownership time that I don't see anyone more deserving to get in than him. And it's been that way for a while, though, for us out here. We're with Hall of Fame great Joe Montana. Joe, speaking moving forward, uh, you left the 49ers in 1993 for Kansas City, and Eddie told us last year that he cried when that decision was made. Did you? You know, he and I have been, you know, it's hard, sort of like the coach and a player and the owner and the player has similar relationships, but you know that there's something special going on, and it went on from then and continues to this day. And that we have a we have a great relationship. We we're friends, close family friends. Um, I see him all the time. We talk all. If we don't see each other, we're on the phone together. And it was really really a hard decision. But again, this is, goes back to my point where he wanted to trust in the fact, even though he knew we were friends and I shouldn't have been leaving there. He did two things. One, he allowed the coach to make that decision, and hope and put his trust in that he was making the right decision and the other was that he allowed me my freedom to leave the team giving me the opportunity to continue my to try to to continue my career on the field and that was hard it was hard for both of us and then i know it was difficult on him because he flew out here and we they try he tried to do everything he could to you know save me from leaving but you know a decision was made and i just didn't think that it was time for me to, to sit on the bench yet, and I would rather finish my career on the field. And he respected that. Joe, how, how disappointed were you that your career didn't begin and end in San Francisco? Well, I think every player starts the starts their career with the thought that um, you'll never leave the team you're on. And, you know, as, as the game changed and salary caps came into play and, you know, the, the roster numbers were what they were, were you know, dwindling, it makes sense it's going to happen to almost everybody. I mean, there are very few. I mean, today, a little bit easier. Things are moving a little bit differently. But in that stretch of time, there were a lot of great guys. I thought I'd never see Jerry Rice play somewhere else. I mean, this is one of the greatest of all times to play his position. No one will ever, I don't see anyone touching his numbers, but yet he left. He had to go somewhere else. And, you know, you're disappointed, but you make the best of it. You move on. I went to another great place to play football with a great organization and, and great fans. So did I want to go there? Hmm. I would have rather stayed in San Francisco. But I'll <laughs> tell you, when I got there, and we made the best of it, and the fans were tremendous. And very not only the fans, but the, the players on the team were very accepting you know, of me coming in at the same time. As you, as you point out, uh, Joe, you're still close to Eddie today. That's an unusual relationship. Most players, after they leave, don't stay that close to uh, to the owner or vice versa, I guess. How much do you think he misses not being involved with the 49ers and not being involved more closely with the NFL? It seemed like it was so much a part of his life for such a long period of time. Well, I think there was a point in his life where he tried to get back and I think was turned away or found out that it wasn't going to happen. I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, that... Uh, I think it was probably the most disheartening thing for him and to watch him go through because he really loves the game more than just about any player that I, I said I've ever seen. He, 
he had that heart and soul in that fight that he absolutely loved, and, and he brought that to every time he showed up with the team. You know, he wasn't one that just sat back there and watched practice and left. He was in the locker room. He was playing around with guys, and, but yet there, there still was that line. But disheartening is, yeah. At this point in his life, I can't really tell you because it seems like he's, he's at rest with it, but I think on, there's another half of me that says, oh, if you gave him an opportunity, he'd probably jump back in. <laughs> <laughs> like a player. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like a player. Give us another one more year. Give me one more year. <laughs> We're with Hall of Fame great Joe Montana on the Talk of Fame, and Joe, Eddie has presented five individuals at their inductions in Canton, including, of course, yourself, but Charles Haley whom he traded away, had him present him this summer, too. Why were people in and around the 49ers so devoted or so indebted to Eddie DeBartolo? He gave, he gave everything he had to you. And it, didn't, and it wasn't just, he cared about you as a player, but he cared about you as a person. And, and when things were not going well or he heard of things that you might be struggling with, he, he was the first one there. And that's why you see that love comes around. And goes around, and nobody gives up on that. When people believe in you, even though you're struggling, you don't forget that. And the people around here, and you know, the players for sure, you know, will all say the same thing: is he he gave not just on the field, and he he gave to you often, much as he he uh, he knew and when he could help you. Like I said, he jumped in with both feet. Hey Joe, I was at the '94 Kansas City San Francisco game. And that's when you handed the 49ers one of their few losses. That's the first time you played against them. What were your emotions that day? And, and what do you think Eddie's emotions were that day? Well, Eddie's was probably torn. Mine wasn't. <laughs> 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 I, I wanted to win, but I'm sure Eddie wanted to win too. But I think that there was a little piece of him that, you know, knew that this, 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 this didn't feel right. It didn't feel right for any of us, you know, but. I had to find a way to get it out of my mind because I really had to go on the field and play. And, you know, Eddie just had to show up and his team was going to play. But I had to, mentally, I had to prepare myself a little differently because it was hard. I'm playing against guys that I, I knew for and played side by side with for a number of years. So I think it was a little more difficult on my side. But once the game got going, then it was just another game. But I won, but I dang sure wanted to win. Did you see Eddie before or after the game? Um, well, I didn't see him before. I saw him after. I saw him a little bit on the field, uh, if I remember correctly. But um, after that, we, I talked to him. And, uh, you know, we were he, he got the ultimate prize in the end. So <laughs> he wasn't too – he couldn't have been uh, uh, too disappointed. But I think if he had to lose one, he didn't mind losing it to, uh, to us or to me. Although he hates to lose, so I'm sure he didn't like it in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do you think? Uh, I was watching the, uh, the 49ers game over the weekend there, and I saw those uniforms. And I, you know, I used to be out in Oakland covering the Raiders, so I was used to those uniforms, yeah. and I readjusted my TV eight or nine times. What do you think of those 49er uniforms, or what do you think Eddie thinks of those things? It just didn't look right. You know, we didn't, we didn't talk about it, about the uniforms. We were having too much fun out on the field with all the old guys. <laughs> and Charles, as you know, Charles, he's a blast to be around, and there was no shortage for laughter when he's he was close. But uh, actually, I, th I always thought that we, they could use uh, a little uni update for the new times. And 
I actually liked the black. I just didn't like it. They didn't do anything with the helmet. The helmet kind of looked, I mean, outside of the all-black uniform. just didn't match me. Other than that, I didn't mind them. I thought they were all right. Kind of strange to see them in that uniform because I always said, well, this isn't right. We have throwback uniforms, and you got the Steelers wearing, like, Bumblebee outfits, <laughs> Green Bay's crazy, and, and we looked the same as we did <laughs> way back then. We, we should do something about these. So... <laughs> Hey, Joe, we're going to break for commercial. Can you stay with us while we go away? Absolutely. See you when you get back. We'll be back with Joe Montana after this. Hey, this is just a reminder the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper. As an entrepreneur, you're always on the go. So turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Get a local or toll-free number or bring your own. And if you want to see how it works, log on to grasshopper.com.